0: Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince. So it's about 421 AM and we're still headed towards the end of September 2018. So it's cold. Oh goodness. Whew. As you can tell by my, by my snort there, it's cold in here. My husband's got it freezing. I've got the fans on. It's still dark outside. I wasn't going to do my podcast this weekend, but like I said, it's better for me to do it every single morning to kind of get back in the habit and to start my day. So I really don't want to spend an hour on this podcast because I do have a lot of things to get done this morning. Please, it's cold. Um, Thank you for everybody who has shown so much support for everything I do. I truly value all of my fans and every single person that I work with, and thank you for listening to my podcast. So I've been going over um, my whole take on being a social media influencer. How you how do you get to the point where you're, you're qualified and things that you need to be qualified, the tools that you need, and everything that goes along with it being organized and going and approaching these companies, um, when there's so much competition, I knew that I was going to to either blog or do my podcast on this eventually. So here's the day. Um, somebody posted a a sponsored ad that I happened to come across and she was talking about, I think she was a travel or lifestyle blogger and she was talking about being a social media influencer increasing your followers on social media and she was basically saying that if you take her course she'll teach you how to do this. I love reading the comments when it comes to people saying that they have information to give and that they're going to charge you for it To me, it's no different than paying for education at a college or an institute, taking a course or a class. Obviously, um, knowledge is key, so people are paying for education. I know that I'm no stranger for that, or to that, Um, rather. I began, (coughs) excuse me, going to school at the New York Institute of Art and Design the very end of 2016 and we're almost at the end of 2018. So I did graduate from that school and since then I've gained several other certifications in the fashion and beauty side of the industry and obviously I had to pay for the education and for the certifications and you know The experience is something that I've been able to gain and I was like probably the only person in school at my school during the time that I was there taking the course that I was taking that already had so much previous experience, um, already knew what side of the industry I was going to go into. Because I'm already in it and has already established herself. Plus, you know, I have a clientele base. But at the same time, I still paid and spent all of that time in school to gain the knowledge, gain the fundamentals on fashion. Um, And just, I learned so much, even though none of it was directly focusing on the pinup industry or being a pinup stylist. I learned so much and I started applying it right away. I mean, while I was still in school, I was actually applying what I was learning and I continue to do so. A couple of the courses that I took since then and graduated and gained my, my certifications were um, courses that I don't plan on offering those services these are courses that I took and spent money on um, and spent my time completing so I could further my skills as a model. So yes, I can do makeup and um, I can do hair extensions, but it's not something that I'm definitely pushing as a service especially the makeup part because I'm just not a makeup artist at heart I don't have passion for makeup like a true makeup artist does and um, you know I dread doing my makeup I would actually do my show more often and do product review videos a lot more often if I didn't have to put on makeup to do them so I love the results I think that makeup artists are, are so talented and they truly are artists, you know, and also I kind of look at my current, my current clientele base and just the industry and it's part here in Las Vegas, which it's just kind of non-existent. So I really honestly can't see incorporating successfully incorporating the service of doing makeup and then actually having a lot of people pay for that service. I mean, who knows? You know, I may get a client who's returning, which most of my clients are returning clients that decides that they want it. But for the most part, you know, I'm catering to the general public and the general public here in Las Vegas are just not up to date with what's going on in the industry and because my rates are what they are. I just honestly, it's not like I don't, I can't see charging more because every year my my rates do increase slightly. It's about, um, realistically, I just don't see a lot of people wanting to pay extra. Um, the average makeup artist, again, it's just like a hairstylist. They're only going to do your makeup. Um, if they're a stylist, they can do hair and makeup fine, but they're going to charge more obviously and when you're talking about getting a full face of makeup you're talking at least $50 and I would say that's definitely on the low the lower end because I know makeup artists that the only way you're going to get $50 is if there's several models getting their makeup done that day otherwise they charge anywhere from 65 to like 125 to do your full face of makeup, including lashes. Some people have the airbrush um, machine and can do that, um, provide that service. But that's what you're getting. You're getting makeup and it's not going to be anything lower than $50 unless someone is doing you a favor. And it's the same thing with hair, you know? So, you know, I can, for till the day is long, I can talk about the importance of hiring professional stylists and yada, 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 but people are going to do what they're going to do. I happen to mention, well, not mention, but um, someone that has been a returning client for a while knows that I've been in school, knows what I've been in school for, knows the certifications that I have gained um, by being in school. And I happen to suggest to them that they work on their makeup skills, their makeup artistry, because everyone's responsible for doing their own makeup as that is not a service that I provide. And I think that she does an excellent job on her makeup, especially her eye makeup. But I think that she could improve a little bit on her contouring. And that happens to be a certification that I did gain in school, highlighting and contouring. And I showed her a couple examples, um, a side-by-side example of someone that we were recreating and then her her picture of the recreation. And I was showing her, you know, that the contouring and the highlighting really does add a lot. It, it makes it appear like there are shadows um, in the right areas on your face and therefore contour and really show your facial features in a different way. And especially around the nose area. I think that contouring is really important. I I personally, I have a, a big nose. I think I kind of have a long nose. And definitely makeup can make my nose appear to be smaller if I wanted it to. It's like um, shading for an artist, a cartoon artist or an art, you know, somebody who draws artwork, you know, the shading It's the same idea, the same concept as highlighting and contouring. So anyway, I happen to mention, you know, that I, I think she could do herself um, a good thing if she, you know, decided to go to school or took some classes or whatever. See, the thing is, is that I know on YouTube, there's endless videos the most popular videos on YouTube are how-to videos and I definitely go to YouTube for my (laughs) how-to videos and I've also posted a few but not everybody learns that way some people need um, to be one-on-one with someone and there's other people I'm one of them that I do learn good with videos I do retain information good, but I have to, re- to really fully obtain information. I like to read it. I like to be able to read it and to be able to go back to it and have it um, in type, you know, in print, so to speak. So, you know, it depends on the person. But anyway, I can't remember, you know, what all was said. I just remember her saying, you know, thanks for the examples. And she understands what I mean and that she can f- see the difference. Um, and the other picture versus hers with the makeup and that, um, she's going to take a class on contouring somewhere in person. And I told her, I'm like, well, you know, (laughs) I did go to school for this and I am the one making this suggestion because I noticed it and you didn't. Um, and I did go to school for this. So if it's something that you wanted to take a class for in person, you can come over here and take a class in person. I've got plenty of makeup, I've got a makeup kit that I hardly ever touch, um, I've got all kinds of contouring sticks and contouring in different forms with, um, you know, powder versus liquid versus the stick version, whatever, um, and I'm here, you know, you can learn in person, you can bring your makeup, you can use mine and I can show you what I learned in school, what, um, enabled me to get my certification, the knowledge that I learned. And for, since I've done that, I've been doing my makeup as well, um, a little bit differently. So she said, Oh no, you know, I I'll take a course somewhere or a class somewhere. And then that way they can, they can show me exactly the color makeup that I need. Now I could understand that you go somewhere to like Mac, um, or Sephora and you can take classes and in person and you can learn what makeup colors you need for your skin tone and then they're going to expect you to buy I wouldn't say it's required or they're going to push it on you but obviously with these free classes at Sephora and other makeup classes like that MAC charges if you're physically able to come in and take a class they don't charge you for the class but it's kind of presumed that, you know, you will end up buying, which it sounds like that's something she would do. So being that that's not a service that I offer, I can understand that. But at the same time, eh, it kind of disappoints me a little bit because there's just like so many times that I think people could do themselves a great service by booking a class with me, not just booking me to do their hair and to wear my clothing and to get images and or publication. But I think that, you know, it would not hurt them to take an inexpensive one hour class with me on various subjects um, and learn in person from somebody they've already been working with. But, you know, hey, to each his own, whatever you got to do. It was just a suggestion. I, I didn't expect her to take a class from me, but the fact that she was going to book a class anyway, it was kind of like, it just sounded strange that, you know, out of all this time, she's never wanted to take a class from me, but Hey, whatever the services I provide them, I'm, I'm proud to provide them and I'm very happy and grateful for all of my returning clients. Anyways, with that said, I want to get into today's subject because I really do it's Sunday and I have a lot of things to do today online and I've got a, I've always have editing to do. So back to the sponsored ad, I was reading a lot of the comments and somebody made a comment that I'll never forget. They said, oh, well, you know, most of the people who are, have the, the high social media numbers and who are successful at being social media influencers and clothing models, um, you know, as one, they have rich husbands. And it was like, wow, I really wanted to chime in on that comment. I I thought about it. And of course, I did not say anything because I don't know that person. And they're entitled to their opinion. And the thing is, is that it's not like what they're saying isn't necessarily a fact. It's just not a fact across the board. There's no way that you can say that every model is doing this or every social media influencer has that. That's impossible that's impossible. Between models who are social media influencers and companies, there are so many different agreements. There are so many different requirements depending on the company. Um, There are so many different models who are clothing models and are successful at being social media influencers. And they all went about it differently. They're all going about it differently. Um, The only things that are the same across the board It's just the business aspect, you know, research, communication, organization, level of commitment. I say that that's the key to to a successful business relationship and to producing positive results. Those are the ingredients and you have to be business minded. You have to have some sense of professionalism, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) to be successful at everything, at anything when it comes to business um, you have to research, you have to communicate, you definitely have to be organized, and dedication comes with it, because there's going to be a lot of things you have to get up and produce, and there's a lot of roles that you have to play, you're not just putting on your makeup, and putting on clothes that were sent to you, and taking pictures, and then calling it a day, once you become a social media influencer, and again, it depends on your agreement, it depends on what side of the industry you're in on that side, um, what style, you know, you're doing, what companies you're working for, what type of blogs you're doing. But excuse me, for the most part, um, you know, the professionalism definitely has to be there. Now, I really, I knew I was like, I'm covering this one day. I've got to cover this because first of all, what I'm trying to understand, you know, as an individual in this world that we live in, Why would it bother me? What difference would it make to me if someone has a rich spouse, if their spouse is well off or just plain rich? Why would that bother me? Why? Because you're, you know, you're looking at it like they have more opportunities than you. Well, you know, welcome to the world that we live in. Money talks. This was before the internet, oh my God, way before the internet you know people are able to invest in things and do things because of money you know it i've all, i've said this so many times it doesn't matter who pays someone pays if you look at the cover of a magazine if specifically if you look at the cover of a pinup magazine that costs money you know you you're looking at it and you know we see it and it's just like you may not even grasp the the entire concept of the fact that it takes money to produce a single shot that ends up on the cover of a pinup magazine and who pays we don't know who pays it may be the photographer and the model it may just be the model it may just be the photographer there may be a third party involved that were came in as a an executive producer with the money um someone pays because production costs makeup artist costs hairstylist costs New wardrobe for every shoot that you do costs money, just like the tools of the trade to being a social media influencer having um a nice or expensive cell phone and a you know a brand new having a, a tripod having the lighting having backdrops there are things that you have to do to be qualified and no one knows who's actually paying to do this I mean I can sit up there and assume that some of the most popular pinups that seem to always be published in every pinup magazine and every month they're published in a new magazine and they're landing covers and they're shooting with different photographers that don't live in their city and state, which means they're traveling and you would think, Wow, you know, she's really got it, you know, going on. You know, she's in this, she's doing that, she's shooting with them and then you do the research, you befriend someone like that and find out that every single photo shoot that they that they're doing and every single photo shoot that we've seen them do that they paid for. They paid for hair and makeup. They paid for photography. And those particular photographers are directly involved in pinup publication. They specialize in pinup. So when you go to them, they have a studio, they have stylists on staff. You have different package deals and rates and prices um, to choose from. And they have studios with pinup sets and the props and the backdrops that go with it. Not just lighting and equipment and a camera, but they specialize in pinup. And you come to find out that she's paying and has paid for every single photo shoot she did. Now, see, a lot of people in our business and in our industry would assume someone who that we see as successful. Someone who's made a name for themselves in the business is not paying. I mean, there's times we might even assume that they're getting paid and that's not always the case. But the point is, is that someone is paying, you know, makeup, hair, the supplies and tools, they cost money. If you're somebody who is, I'd say smart enough, but also skilled enough, um, to buy the things you need and to learn how to do the styles that you need and to be able to do them at a professional level, then you've cut out the middleman. But the bottom line is you still have to pay for tools and supplies. So, you know, there's no way around it. Professional photo shoots cost money. Anything on a professional level costs money and I don't think that it's fair. I think that it, it it's like that green eyed monster of jealousy. I think people are drinking their hater aid when they say, oh well, you know, she has that many followers or she's a successful social media influencer and clothing model because her husband's rich. So what? So what? I, I'd like to know what is wrong. First of all, like I said, how is that affecting you as an individual? Number one, because the person that commented isn't a model, isn't a social media influencer. So how is, it, how is it affecting you? So because you think that every social media influencer who's a female has a rich husband, so you haven't entered the field, that's discouraged you. Well, you've been misinformed. You're misinforming yourself and you're misinforming um, other people who are listening to you and think that you know what you're talking about when you don't. I listen to people who've been there, done that, people who can prove they've done the research, people who can prove they have the knowledge and experience, and they have success. They can show you in the form of numbers. They can show you in the form of proof. Um, I don't go off of people's opinions that don't know anything about the industry. I don't think there's anything wrong with someone who, quote unquote, married well, married somebody who's well off or just downright stinking rich and they decided that they want to actually make money from all of the designer clothes that they buy all of the the expensive trips that they get taken on what is wrong with that you know it's kind of like you know people who are born with a silver spoon in their mouth and who are born rich and born wealthy and then they go off to do all of these successful things that actually take work and then people still want to talk about them, still want to berate them, still want to judge them and put them down and say, oh, well, the only reason that, you know, she's walking the catwalk is because her family is rich. What's wrong with that? I mean, if you take out the only because how many people do you have left? You know, I mean, honestly, the industry on every end and every part of the industry is filled with people who come from rich families. I mean, it's kind of like this. You can either be a menace to society and, you know, never work a day in your life and sit around and spend and spend and spend and spend and be frivolous. Well, and not not frivolous, but I guess frivolous. Um, But you're not going to be you know, somebody who cares about money, you're just going to spend it, you've never had to earn it, you never are going to have to earn it. And so who cares, you're just going to just do what you want to do. And just shop until you drop party and travel till you drop. And then there's people who were born in the same exact circumstances, and decided that they want to do something with their lives, they want to do something with all of that money. They started a business. They started a company. They started a charity. They started being a philanthropist and traveling um, to raise money for causes. You know, or someone again who decides, hey, I love shopping. I love fashion. I think that I have a niche for it. I've had the resources financially and the time to be able to buy all of these clothes and to go shopping and to learn. You know, about fashion because I don't have a job, I'm not in school, I don't have a career, and so you know, I'm gonna spend my time and my money making some of the money back. You know, there are people who spend $500 on a pair of shoes and wear them once and never sell them. There's people who spend $500 on a pair of shoes, wear them once, and then sell them and make the majority of their money back. I don't see you know what is so wrong with people who have been born into money or married into money, and decided that they didn't want to just sit around and and not do anything with it. They wanted to, you know, they they already have a closet full of clothes. They love shopping. They know, you know, salespeople at Gucci. They know, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What is so wrong with saying that they want to start their own business? What is so wrong with tagging the companies of the items and the brands that they've already worn that, yeah, maybe you can't afford? How's that their problem that they can afford it? And then eventually those companies want to work with them. These are people who are spending money on their clothing and their brands because they have the money. They're not necessarily buying things in hopes that they'll end up, you know, being a social media influencer for the company. They're, they have the means, they have the money already. They have these things. It's just like how Kim Kardashian began, you know, um, she was born with money, a a lot of money. Um, obviously she's no scholar. She just didn't want to further her education after high school. Um, but she began, hanging out with, with socialites like Paris Hilton, hanging out with people who also came from money and who are very much into fashion like she was as well from the beginning. So she ended up getting hired and I would say they were probably really good friends and probably, you know, were drinking and having fun like girls do inside of Paris's huge closet, which I'm sure she has. And You know, Ken probably noticed how much she loved piecing outfits together for other people and had a knack for it herself, was already shopping at these places, was already probably a mall rat since she was a preteen. And, you know, you get these people that come together and she probably said, hey, this is a great idea. And it sparked from there, you know, people who have money hang around people who have money, people who have money hang out at places where other people who have money hang out at. So when you look at the list of clients that Kim Kardashian had before she was ever famous, she had the money, she was rich. She obviously had knowledge on fashion because she was probably shopping and spending money left and right every day. Um, But she decided to turn it into a business for herself. And what she did was she would go to these these celebrities homes go inside their closet. This is what personal stylists do. They, they do a closet audit. I learned all about this in school and she would, she took it a step further and she was helping them sell their things on eBay. So when you're thinking of people who are married, like Tom Cruise and his wife or Paris, somebody like Paris Hilton, you know, you're thinking high couture, um, you know, Gucci, Gucci suits, <laughs> Louis Vuitton handbags, um, things like that, that are worth a lot of money that were probably worn one time and in excellent condition. And she would take them, um, the items and help these people sell them on eBay. I don't know if she was listing them for them or showing them how to do it after she would do the closet audit, but that's what she was doing. And there's so many companies that started doing that a long time ago. This is not new where they will come to your house and they will either take your items, I guess, kind of like on consignment and they will sell them for a fee, giving you what the profit, you know, what they've made and they will take their small fee and as well as a, e, eBay taking their small fee. So that's how she started off doing what she was doing. Um, nobody made her do that. Nobody asked her to do it. Now she's, you know, practically a billionaire they have the reality show, um, which is probably based more on her sex video. Um, her popularity was gained that way as well. But the point that I'm trying to make is that I, I personally don't see anything wrong. I don't see why it bothers people that someone marries into money or they were born in the money and they decide to go into business. I don't understand what the big deal is, you know, I, 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 and I don't see how there's anything wrong was saying, you know, I got a pair of shoes in there that cost me $1,500 and I'm going to sell them. <laughs> I got to pay. I'm going to take pictures in them and I'm going to sell them. I got a, a, a coat in there that cost $5,000 and I've worn it once. I'm not going to wear it again. I'm going to take some really great pictures in it. The company, I'm going to send the pictures to the company. Um, they they might offer me, Um, a partnership to go into business with them to represent their company. And in the meantime, I'm going to sell this $5,000 coat, make some of my money back so I can go buy some more shit. I mean, I don't understand what is so wrong with that. I mean, there's always going to be people who have the edge. The edge could be your best friends with the owner of that magazine. The edge could be you live in the city that that lingerie company lives in plenty of other girls across the country may be as beautiful, may be as talented, may have the right look, but they are only hiring models if you live in the same city and state so you can come and be photographed by their photographer. So no matter where you are, what you're doing and there might be other ways to get in on being a social media for companies like that, but again, Like I said, there's always going to be people who have an advantage in certain areas where other people don't and vice versa. I don't think there's any reason to hate. I don't think there's any reason to judge and assume people because, you know, if that were the case and most of social media influencers that are successful and clothing models um, have rich spouses, then you know, that's their, that's their leverage. That's their niche. That's, you know, the resources that they have and that they're using them. They're not just sitting around and shopping all day, which I still don't see what's wrong with that. How is that hurting anyone? But to take the initiative and say, I really have a, an interest, um, and I have talent when it comes to, um, fashion, when it comes to makeup, when it comes to clothing, and I have the means To buy them, I have a a room full of clothes, and now I'm going to get into that side of the industry. If that person happens to be a little bit more successful at first, it's because they have the resources. Don't hate on them, don't spend time hating on them. Believe me, there's people who started from nothing and built up to the point that they're at. There are social media influencers that are making money that did not come from a rich family, did not marry a rich spouse, and just basically followed the steps that the other person took. I mean, no matter what hard work, you can't pay for it. You know, you can pay people to do so many things, and then there's so many things that you are still responsible for that you have to do. You actually have to do. Um, When you're a social media influencer, no one can do those things for you. You might be able to do your own makeup and hair. You might have an endless budget to buy all kinds of clothing. At the end of the day, you still have to do it on the business end. You could have an agent. You could have a manager. You're still going to have to physically produce and do things to produce. No matter how much money is involved. So the money is a bonus. Obviously, it brings you more opportunities. I mean, James Brown said the same thing, you know, like uh, money, you know, It, it can it can buy you opportunities. He said, you know, you could you could be talented and successful and so are a lot of other people. But if you have money, you can buy your way. You can buy your ticket into the play. You can, you know, buy, uh, put yourself on a billboard when there's no company that will. I mean, there's just endless things that you can do. And I totally agree with him. You know, you doors are open and opportunities come to people who have money. But the bottom line is when you're talking about positions of a person representing a company, they still have to do the work. They still have to do the work. I mean, you look at Mariah Carey, she's probably got the best stylists in the world, the best estheticians to do her, you know, keep her skin beautiful. She's got personal stylists. She's got the best clothing, um, I'm sure she spends money on it, but I know she's got companies left and right sending her clothing to wear and, you know, she, you know, can show up to a photo shoot and somebody can have fronted the money to produce whatever she still has to show up. She still has to sing. She still has to perform. That's the bottom line. I think in 10 years, she had nine consecutive albums in 10 years, that means she virtually woke up every day and lived in the studio. Now, what we see is the glitz and the glam, the album came out, she's doing promotional events, she's looking beautiful, she had a stylist, she's wearing a $10,000 dress. But at the the bottom line is, it takes work to be a singer, it takes work to produce one album and to do nine consecutive albums in 10 years is astonishing is astonishing and have number one hits from every single album. That takes work. You are literally in the studio every single day. It's like somebody who is working on a film that took six months to produce. They may have been on the set six days a week, five days a week, maybe even seven on a a a location far away from their home, far away from their family far away from their normal life and routine and for six months they were filming and they were getting their hair and makeup done every day they had their wardrobe provided but they still had to do rehearsals they still had to have talent to land the position as an actor um they still had to show up every day they still had to remember their lines they still had to be talented that's just something that no one else can do for them and they can be spending you know, 16 hour days, five days a week for six months or a year, just making a film and even longer. So, you know, you cannot tell me that that's not hard work. We see the finished results. You don't see how many people are behind the scenes, you don't see how many people are involved. It's kind of like the Kendall Jenner thing. You know, um, her and Kylie both have the same parents, right? <laughs> Bruce and Chris. Um, Kendall came out very thin, very lean, and tall. Whereas Kylie was probably a little bit shorter. Maybe she had a little bit more curves. I don't know. But to say, well, you know, Kendall is only modeling for the company she does and only in Paris, walking the catwalks is because she came for money. Well, how many other people came for money? I mean, how many other people had rich mommy and daddies or, you know, Came from a famous family of plenty of people, lots of people. She wasn't the only one. I mean, yeah, that was her advantage, and she used it to her advantage. She could have sat around being a spoiled rich brat and for the rest of her life continued to live off her family, their legacy, and what they've done. She decided, hey, you know, and I guarantee you right now, yes, there are people who have walked the catwalk, and there are many. Um, small designers that, you know, have the use for different size models. But I guarantee you, if she wasn't the right height and weight, there's no way she would be working for the type of designers on the high end level that she's at and walking the runways for them in Milan, in Paris, in New York. It doesn't matter who you are. If she wasn't the right height and weight, there's no way because these designers are are not going to decipher. Now they will create something for someone like Kim Kardashian. Of course they will, because they're working with her. She's spending $10,000 on a dress, you know, on a gown. Um, but you're not going to see her on the catwalk, walking the catwalk, period. And she's one of the most famous celebrities of today. And you you won't see her doing that, because she's she doesn't have the, the measurements and the body that fits the clothing that these designers are making. So yeah, you know, Kendall may have obviously came from a rich family and a, a famous family, but she's still the right height and weight. She's still a beautiful young lady and if this was something that she had a passion for and something she went after. You can see her skills when she's on the runway and she totally seems like she's a very level-headed young lady. Um, for for any age so you know I just say don't be a hater because there's a story behind everyone's success there are photographers here in Las Vegas that seem to never be photographing models and whereas with me every single week I have a client over here so I mean go figure you know where where's your niche I have a niche and I embarked on it and cashed in on that niche I've furthered my education to add to my niche and my specialty which is pinup and vintage. I spent the past five years building resources that no one just handed me and no one could just hand me and producing photo shoot after photo shoot for myself for my clients and I'm always busy. I'm always producing And there's a reason for it. And people could say, well, it's only because of this. I work my ass off, period. I'm not rich. I did not marry a rich husband. I did not come for money. Um, I didn't come from a poor family. And no, me and my husband are not poor, quote unquote. But I could sit around and cook and clean, which is being a a full-time housewife is a job. I could sit around and do that and I could style hair, make a little bit of money, hand it to him. No, I decided to further my education in styling so I could make more money as a stylist. I decided to further my education um, in the fashion and with beauty so I could further myself and add to my worth as a model and as a social media influencer. I learned so much in fashion school that I can apply to what I'm doing and no one asked me to go to school no one said oh you're a loser you should go to school Um, no one asked me to start my own home business you know this was something I decided to do yes my husband is a wonderful provider he works very hard and he has a great career he works very hard and you know our agreement was what our agreement was when we decided to get married and I think that I work very hard in our home I know I do And every place that we've ever moved moved to I've contributed financially for the move and done so much work turning every place we've moved to into a home and working inside the home every day cooking meals serving meals cooking meals packing meals I mean I'm you know definitely a domesticate in so many ways and my husband does share in some of the responsibilities in the home but for the most part they're all up to me so you know you scratch my back i scratch yours he buys the food i cook it you know you buy we fry so to so to speak so um you know people can say well she has this yes i do have all the time in the world and that's why i've utilized it because it only takes us so many hours every day to cook and clean and organize and pack and serve, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. So with the rest of my day, I decided to go with my passion and to gain experience doing hair, which I've been doing for five years now and extending my skills by gaining more knowledge in school and by continuing to produce with different people. So yes, I could have just sat around and cooked and cleaned and been a housewife, which is a career and a job, but I decided to go further. So for someone to say, well, she's only able to do that because, you know, her husband pays the bills. Well, excuse me. I'd like to know what on God's green earth is wrong with that. This is what I chose to do with my life. This is my life. I chose to marry somebody who is just an average person, just like me, if you ask me. Um, as far as financially, you know, we went through so much with our marriage and our marriage because of our careers and we've stood by each other the entire time. And now we're in the position where I'm able to do this and I'm able to contribute to our home financially, but then I'm able to invest in things that I need to run a business. And so, but the bottom line is I'm the one that took the initiative to go to school. I've spent money on my education. I'm the one that took the initiative to learn what supplies and tools do I need, what equipment do I need to run a business that I can make money from. And my business has progressed over the past four years and is continuing to branch out and to progress. And, you know, to say it's only because of this is you are fooling yourself because it's taken me a lot of work and there's been a lot of aspects involved to get to this point. And no, I'm still far from rich. Um, but I, I'm, I'm very rich with when it comes to sustenance <laughs> in my life, um, creativity, the people in my life, the motivation that I get every single day, and living um, in a beautiful part of this city and a beautiful, beautiful roof over my head, Um, And being in a home that I'm comfortable with and I'm proud of, it's priceless. My family, their health, my husband, my children, obviously, of course, first and foremost, um, which I don't talk about my children and my family that much on social media, but I'm very proud of them and they mean everything to me. They're why I get up and live my life every single day. So I'm rich when it comes to the support of my family and having a family and just having supportive people around me who are positive and who are producing. But anyways, I just thought that was interesting. So I said all of that because of one quote that some, you know, quoting somebody that that one comment that they made about how that person's, you know, how people who are clothing models and have a lot of a huge social media following and who are making money being a social media influencer It's because they they married somebody rich. Well, get over it. (laughs) I'm over it. I mean, I love fashion. And I'm very materialistic at times. I would love to be able to have an endless shopping budget to go to Sephora and spend $500 on makeup, you know, to go to Gucci and buy a $10,000 purse. Yes, I would love to be able to do that. That's me. I'll be honest. I mean, obviously, I love clothes. I love fashion. I love high end. I love high quality material. And I do love name brands, some of them. Um, I would love to be able to do that. I'm not going to hate on people who do it. I'm a social media influencer, product model, clothing model for four companies right now. And it's taken work and it will continue to take work because it's a career. It's a position. It's not a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing to be a social media influencer. And no one handed me anything for me to be in the position that I was in, to be able to go to school and pay for school, to be able to research, to learn how to become a social media influencer and do it. It's so much work involved, so much work. And I have invested in the things that I need with my own money, Yeah, with my own money that I earned. So, and yes, I was able to do that because my husband is a provider and he takes care of all of our needs. And the things that I want, sometimes he'll buy. Other than that, the things that I want because I feel like I need them for my career, I buy them. I work. I work hard and turn around and and invest it right back into my career and continue to make it, continue to invest it, continue to make it, continue to invest it. And along the way, I contribute to our home every single month. And i what else do I need? You know, there, there really isn't, I, I feel like I'm blessed. But to say someone's only in the position that they're in, guess what? You should wish them well and realize that it still takes everyone a lot of work to do what they do once they're in that position. And everybody has their resources. Everybody has advantages that the next person may not have. That's the way it is. I've, I don't pay to be photographed. I paid to be photographed at our wedding. And for my birthday, my husband um, uh, paid for me to, to have a boudoir shoot with this photographer. And the photographer gave me a nice little discount But I still pay. Other than that, I don't pay to be photographed. Um, I just don't. I've paid, I've given, offered money, uh, food, beer, (laughs) um, as a tip to my photographers for their time. And uh, certain photographers have done that with me, but for the most part, I I, I don't pay. Um, The the equal exchange is in time and skill and um, coming together to produce positive results. Both, two people are professionals. That's what I do, equal trade. But there are models that are in the same exact industry and field that I'm in as a pinup, and every single shoot that they've ever done, they've paid to be photographed. So, but again, they they've landed covers. They've been in the same magazines I've been in. I've landed covers. I've been in the same magazines they've been in. You know, um, to say something. Someone has an advantage, yes, but the bottom line is both people still had to produce. You still got to get up and get up and make the donuts. <laughs> you still got to do it. You still you have to show up. You still have to communicate well. And as far as being a social media influencer, you are the talent. You are the behind-the-scenes crew. You are the co-producer. You are the director you know, you are the set decorator. You are the, the person that comes up with the concept on how you're going to have your set blob or where you're going to take the pictures, what jewelry you're going to put with what outfit, <coughs> excuse me. And then you have to spend the time doing it, setting up your lighting or going to a location with great lighting, setting up your tripod, taking the right pictures. There might be some editing involved, um, but you have to produce you know, physical, physically produced. And that takes time and it takes money. And that's something that no one can hand to anyone. So before assuming that, you know, every person who we see on social media with millions of followers, oh, they, they have it easy. They were born into money. They married into money. So what? It still takes work. It still takes work. And yes, people who have money are always going to have the advantage when it comes to something like that. Because you have to buy cell phones, you have to buy cameras, you have to buy equipment, you have to spend money on clothing. Uh, You have to do those things to begin, you know, to build your fan base costs money. So, you know, I'm never going to look at someone like, wow, if anything, I'm going to say, you know, I'm impressed and I respect that they had the money and decided to do something with it you know, decided to do something with their time, follow their passion. I don't think there's anything wrong with being passionate about beauty and fashion. Some people have a niche for it, and some people don't, no matter how much money they have. So I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And there's so much work and intelligence and organization and a business side to being a social media influencer. So keep that in mind, Before you uh, judge people (laughs) and look at them um, and say, wow, you know, they've got it on easy streak because they don't. It takes work. It takes knowledge. It takes skill. It takes drive. And that's something that not everybody has. You have to be dedicated because you got to get up and do it every day. Just like this podcast. I'm not getting paid to do it. Nobody said, oh, you should do this and you're going to make money from it. Um, I know what I'm doing. I do this as, as a way to vent. Yes. But as a way to enlighten people. Yes. But also, this is a way of interacting with my fans, producing content, keeping my numbers up, you got to be posting new stuff, you got to um, pique the interest of different types of people. And that's how you create your brand. That's how you create a large following. And from your followers, that is what is going to matter most when you become a social media influencer. So there's a million things you gotta get up and do that you're not being paid for that you'll not you will not be directly paid for doing at that time. Um what can I say? You know, it ain't easy being me. (laughs) No, it, it really does. It takes a lot of work and and people are just misguided and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think that they should enlighten themselves before they judge people because everybody has an advantage when it comes to business there's always going to be something that someone is bringing to the table that's unique you know you have to find out what that is for you but the bottom line is you can take five people that are in the same position the same career they can all be completely different all come from completely different backgrounds all have completely different resources when they began and If all five of them become successful, um, I guarantee you that there was different reasons why. There was a niche. There was something unique that each of them had. And also that they all, all of them, all five of them had to work very hard to get to that point. Please keep that in mind, people. Takes a lot of work. Anyways, I'm done. I said I wasn't going to go 60 minutes. I'm, I'm cruising into 55 minutes here. So I kept my word. But thank you for listening to my podcast. Believe me, I really appreciate it. And all the support on social media. I'll see you guys there. This has been Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince. Please have a wonderful Sunday. Ciao.